0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at
1: mediaweek.com.au.
0: Welcome to Media Week at AusPod, the third in our series of podcasts from the uh, AusPod podcasting conference. Special guest today, Crudy Joshi is back with me from Media Week. Hi, Crudy.
2: Hi James, I thought you said special guest, I was like, uh, I don't know how excited people are going to be listening to that.
0: And I'm joined by a podcaster, Rachel Corbett, welcome Rach. It's lovely to be here. I'm very nervous, because Rachel's also a podcast coach. Yes, correct. So, wow, you know. I can
3: teach you a few things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we maybe we should chat off there. you know. We don't want too many embarrassments on there. thank you. Today. I'll save
3: the critique till after. But it's
0: great having you here, and Jay Walkerton.
1: Um... Now, Jay wears a few hats, don't you, Jay? Uh Today, he's we'll... called me Head of Podcasting for Nova Entertainment. Uh, oh, okay. But sometimes I'm a general manager and sometimes I'm a program director. It so, just yeah. depends on the day.
0: Day job, little station, um, Nova 106.9. <laughs> In Brisbane, Vegas, yeah, absolutely. Number one. Number one at the moment. Sort of it's going good. Good. well. Happy so, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good stuff. So, yeah, look, thanks for joining us today. Look, I might start with Jay. The, the podcast business here is, I mean, podcasting's been around for a while. Yep people are starting to seriously get interested in it as a business. Mm-hmm. What
1: attracted Nova? I think for us, we play in an audio medium with our FM broadcasts, so it made complete sense that we moved into the world of podcasting, which is obviously audio medium, although different long form. So so I guess uh, that was what it was about, that's what attracted us. Firstly, that we specialize in an area that is audio, and secondly, that there's an audience, a sizable audience, um, that we can connect with brands and advertisers. So, it's probably the two reasons that, that interest us most. Because you've seen your numbers growing,
0: I guess, from your your Drive podcast, your Breakfast Show podcast, right?
1: Increasing as people you know who can't be there live catch up later in the day. Or... Absolutely. And some people consume out, you know, drive and breakfast in different states just that way. They only consume it via the podcast. So, yeah, absolutely. We've seen we've seen a sizable shift in the audience that comes into our FM brand podcasts. And then, obviously, we, uh, in February, uh, announced a, a pretty big partnership with ACAST, which allowed us then to dynamically insert ads into podcasts. Um, and then just yesterday or this morning, we've announced that we now are, have a, a podcast suite of about 2,000 shows in Australia and about 3.5 million listens a month as we now roll out a full commercial strategic partnership with ACAST. So, it's been pretty good in a very short space of time. Can yeah.
2: I, can yeah. I just ask, with that partnership with ACAST, why did you think they were the right platform to partner with for a launch like that, when you had other platforms like say Wooshka for example?
1: It's a good question, and it's a hard one to answer when you've got all those businesses standing around. <laughs> but but for us, it was about the technology, um, the technology that Acast brought, the dynamic ad insertion, uh, and also the quality of their podcast. They obviously produce some big ones, including my dad wrote a porno, and The Economist, and those sorts of podcasts, which are you know world class podcasts. So for us, that was those two things: the the tech and also uh, their, the quality of their podcast offerings.
2: So with ACAST, they have their own sales operation when it comes to the podcast that they sign on. So how do you split that responsibility? Because you have a fairly big sales representation yeah, so, as well. So,
1: so our opportunity in, in, in the Australian Territory is that Nova Entertainment and ACAST, it's a strategic partnership, which means we will go out in market um, and, and sell all podcasts that either ACAST or Nova Entertainment host on the platform. Um, Which, as I said, takes our podcast offering from 20 shows to 2,000 shows, which is as I said sizable so really it is, it's its is—it's—it's really up to us now to mobilise our sales teams to make sure that we can monetize it so there's no ACAST sales team here then, no, no. So it'll just be the ACAST sales team and the Nova sales team are the same team
2: <laughs> but they are increasing their presence in Australia aren't they yeah they are they just
1: hired a Henrik uh, who is the country manager for ACAST and really what that is is, is the ability for us to work really closely with them uh, in situ Henrik's a great expert in digital. Um, his background was Spotify um, and, and some other great digital businesses. So um, it makes it easy for us to have someone from ACAST in country actually in the Nova Entertainment offices and so that we're we're actually working together really closely.
0: Rach, tell us about your sort of podcast journey. I you know I first came across you as a, as a radio Um, host, you know, Mm -hmm. doing a couple of different shifts. Loved your work there. You've sort of uh, moved into podcasting. You're you're now a commentator as well, of course. We see you on the Project on Sky News. <laughs> yeah. So, just just how does podcasting sit within what else you do these days?
3: Well, it's become a huge part of what I do now, uh, and I think uh, you know I, I did work in radio for the, the bulk of my career, uh, and I guess there's there's something in you uh, where once you're out of the business, you, you you know you still are an audio storyteller in some ways, and so there's a, a scratch there that needs to be itched. Uh, so, you know, I, I had a lot of ideas that I wanted to create. And it's just lucky that we are now in a time where, you know, you can create that stuff yourself. So even when I started, you know, even 10 years ago, this this kind of stuff wasn't possible. And so I wanted to, when I was working full-time in radio, I had the platform to let all those ideas go out every single day and I could do them we could produce them and make them. And so when I wasn't working full-time in radio anymore, I still wanted to do all that kind of stuff. So podcasting has been a great way to do that. And then I... I've now you know start I've got an online podcasting course pod school uh, because I started to teach it after the radio school in Sydney Uh, I was teaching a lot of people how to podcast and do radio and And you sort of, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there and a lot of people who haven't had the experience that people working professionally in media have had that want to make a show. And the only way to stand out in the long term is for the show not to be rubbish. And if you haven't had experience creating audio, presenting, making a show, it can take you 10 years of stuffing it up, uh, you know, to actually get it right. And I think there are so many people that want to do this kind of stuff at home. And I just felt there was a huge opportunity for the experience I had creating shows professionally... To impart some of that knowledge that, to, to people who want to start, that you know, just a few things wrapped up in a tiny bow can help you, you know, improve the quality of your show. So that's become a part of what I do now. So the the, the podcast thing for me continues to grow. I, you know, I love doing it. it. It's just a time thing for me because I do all my own editing and everything. So it's um, it, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot, it's a lot of work. But if I could be doing five at the time, at the moment, I'd be doing five.
2: <laughs> so, but Jay and. Um, Rachel, like a a question for both of you. Nova would be scouting for new talent as it comes, you know, trying to get the next big thing. And so what are you looking for? And, Rachel, what are you teaching um, your students about, you
3: know, what's missing in the market and what they could adapt that could probably give them a head start? Uh, What's missing in terms of anything specifically? I guess... (sighs) You know, for, for me, for people wanting to st- start their own podcast, it's always about w- what are you good at? What do you know? What are you passionate about? What could you share? What's your area of expertise? It's got to come from the ground up. You know, I think as soon as you start to go, oh, well, oh, there's an opportunity over there for, oh, look, you know, it, cereal's massive, Trace has done huge. I might, you know, the, the work that goes into those kind of shows, if that's not your area of expertise or that's not where your skills are, there's no point chasing those. Dreams. So, I think for podcasting, I always say to people, you have to start at the very base level of what is the story you have to tell, what is the interest that you have. It doesn't need to be that you have necessarily the expertise, but what are you passionate about? Because it's a grind. You know, even if you're doing one show a week, it's a grind to get a show out every week. And if, if you want to build an audience and do something, you've got to be doing that a long time. So, you need to have the passion um, to commit and, and also the expertise and the knowledge in a specific area. So, That's kind of where I, you know, I, I, you know, tell people to focus. And then the sky's the limit because, I mean, we're all, this is expanding and changing in real time, you know. We're all learning what... This can be and what it is, and and it's and it's sort of there's so much scope for people to design podcasting their own way and to make the definition whatever they think that you know that, that it is. So there's huge opportunity there.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. And Jay, in terms of um, the numbers, I mean, you know, new podcasters that you sign on, yep. are you looking at things like, oh, you know, they should have an existing fan base already or the number of followers or anything like
1: that? So I think we we have um, hosted two series of podcasts, which is essentially. Our X Factor podcasters, uh, and we've had two winners of that. First one was a twenty-something train wreck, which uh, out of <laughs> out of Brisbane. The next was a doomsday, uh, um, a, a so doomsday anything, anything, prepper.
2: Anything to do with train wreck or doomsday—that sort of an idea yeah, where so you crash and those,
1: burning. Uh, talent and story were the two that really grabbed our attention. Uh, train wreck was uh, with a young girl called Phoebe who works in Brisbane, never podcasted before, had listened to a few. And um, just her ability to tell a story about her life as a 20-something-year-old growing up now and how much of a train wreck her life was was really compelling in the way she told the story. So that was a pretty easy one to decide amongst some really tough competition. And then Doomsday, which is uh, our current uh, winner of of Series 2 for PodQuest by a lady called Wendy John, who's a a freelance writer. Um, And she had this idea that, well, there's a lot of talk about the end is nigh. Uh, are, there, are there doomsday preppers in Australia? And, and guess what? There are. And and people... Uh, and so in that first episode of, of Doomsday, she talks to Lisa Oldfield, who is a uh, um, Sydney Real housewife. housewife yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Lisa and her husband talk about the fact that they have an assault course in the backyard, teaching their children how to become... Uh, preppers and that they haven't built a bunker, but they have a they have a plan. And that's really it's fascinating. They're just
3: the gift that keeps
2: on
1: just giving that couple, aren't they? Interesting stories. <laughs> it seems
2: like an entirely different
1: world. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I can imagine that's fascinating audio. It's right? a fascinating mm-hmm. audio and so so um Doomsday's a five five uh, series podcast. Um, which may or may not have more than that, but right now it's five series.
3: I think that's the other opportunity is in radio, one of the things that you always, like one of the best things about a show is the listeners' calls that you get and the stories that you get because you might be two or three people in a studio, but you've got access to however many hundreds of thousands of stories out there that you could never make up. And podcasting really gives people the opportunity to shine a light on those stories that might never be seen. You know, you think the stuff that you'd never hear in a regional newspaper, the fact that there are doomsday preppers around Australia, you know, that kind of um, really interesting, fascinating stuff. I think there's huge opportunity for those kind of stories to come to to, to light, which is really exciting.
0: Can I ask you... I'm, I'm tempted to like the statement that there's no rules when it comes to podcasting, but I, but well, I guess there's basics, so yeah? yeah, like quality of audio and stuff like that. So don't
3: be rubbish. Give me
0: <laughs> well, you can be, but then don't have aims to be big, though, yes. right? Yeah, of course. You can be rubbish if you want to, but mm. you might only get ten subscribers. Yeah, you might be cool with that, I guess. Yeah. But what are some of the the
1: basics you'd say to people? I mean, Jay, what first? You know, I, I think we we actually just did a session today, a masterclass with. Um, 40 new podcasters today uh, with myself and Kelly from ABC, and and we were talking about pitching to us. And, and a couple of the keys were um, know, know your, your subject if you like. Um, you actually may not be the best person to host your own podcast. Mm. I mean, sometimes you know, someone like Rach, who's an amazing storyteller, really great at interviews, has has a history in radio, so it's easy for you. But for someone that may have a similar idea to yours but can't do that,
3: mm. I think that's often the case with business podcasts too. Here's the hot tip, oh, your yeah. CEO is not always the right person to <laughs> yeah, host right. the podcast, even though they're the boss and they are gonna tell you yeah, that they
1: absolutely, are. Absolutely, without a yeah. doubt. So I think that's one, everything from cover art to the name of your podcast to audio, so audio quality, if you're doing a uh, a, a, a podcast that's, that's um, in depth, then you want a great audio quality. But if yours is a chat with someone, then, then the audio quality doesn't need to be studio recorded. It can be, you know, sitting around a Zoom recorder uh, mm. in a quiet... confessions of a twenty-something train wreck. Part of that podcast is where Phoebe and four of her girlfriends go to a go to a cafe and talk over a couple of glasses of wine, mm. and so that ambient sound is really makes the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we've
0: got people are wondering. There's a lot of ambient sound here today, but but I sort of like that. That we're at a we're at an event, and so there's people milling around. It's just the crowd I mean, watching you, James. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean,
3: it's really just a soundtrack you've rolled out yeah. in an, in the edit. Uh, we're sitting here in silence, yeah. but you've made Bridget it sound James like we're in a crowd. At that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks
0: for disguising that little, that little tip to me too about the CEO. It's not necessarily a. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, it was a little barb from the side.
0: You, you could have told me that seven or eight years ago. We,
1: <laughs>
3: a little torn.
0: <taunt. laughs> yes. A bit further down the track. It's all right.
3: Are. You're doing. You're doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well. <laughs> Um,
0: and you say, what, yeah, what are your basics, right?
3: Yeah, I, I just think uh, it's really important. And it, like you were saying, it's fine. If you just want to give it a crack and you only want 10 listeners and you're not really looking at building this, then, of course, open up the mics, put down stuff in whatever manner it comes out and ship it out. Uh, you know, it's like sort of people that start a travel blog because they want their family to know where they are. You can do the same thing. There's no restrictions. But if you want it to do something, if you want it to go somewhere, then you have to think straight strategically about the audio you have to think creatively about the audio i hear a lot of podcasts where you know the first sort of 15 minutes of the show are a couple of podcast hosts kind of just chatting about nothing kind of meandering yeah. their way into the content and i think you oh, have Will to Anderson be
0: and Charlie Claus? <laughs>
3: <laughs> they made a show out of it. But you know some some are so bad it's disrespectful to the audience. And I think not enough shows think about the audience and the fact that they're time poor and that they deserve and can go and find much better audio. So you need to think about it like a radio station would think about a show, you know. You wouldn't put 15 minutes of meandering audio on. you know you think right how are we going to get into this really quickly? How are we going to get out on a high point? What's the arc of the you have to think about it like you're a proper content creator if you want to do something with the show and make it go somewhere. So I think not enough people think about their audience and actually packaging it up and that could be as simple as putting an intro and outro so that it actually sounds like a show Um, and also making sure that the, you know, we talk a lot about length of podcast and and people are like, how long is the best length for a podcast? Shorter is always better, but it should always just reflect what is best for the content. You know, what's going to mean you've got to kick our show with no bits of downtime where you're like twiddling your thumb. So I think it's thinking about all of those kind of things because it really is something that deserves creative attention rather than just like, oh, I'll just turn my mics on in the car while I'm driving home and, and talk to my mate in the car and that's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. You know it's not that that is a podcast it's not it's not necessarily going to be a successful podcast yeah. so uh, and- for you, is there like a magic number that dictates a success of a podcast, or in terms of numbers? Yeah, no, I, I don't think at this stage. I think it entirely depends on what on what you're trying to achieve. If you're if you're a niche podcast, then an audience of four hundred really targeted interested listeners might be spectacular for you. You know, it dep- It all depends on your outcomes. And I also don't think you need three hundred thousand listeners an episode to monetize a show. You know, because there are other ways outside of selling ads cost per thousand that you can actually make money around a program.
2: But I guess in terms of advertisers that they really just do look at the numbers and Yes, do you but find products? that cuz well, you, you need they? to convince them.
1: Do they look at the Yeah, more? or well, do you need I, to convince I think, them? I think more and more they are looking at where where the podcast is sitting. So anybody listening to this podcast right now has made the decision to listen to a pod- podcast about podcasting. Hmm. <laughs> so they 're captive, yeah, so if you want to be able to sell next week 's issue of Media Week, this is the great place to do it. Mm. it makes sense, so I think you 've got a captive audience they 've chosen to listen to the show because of a reason, and that makes it easier so what we 're finding uh, with advertisers is that they are really keen to be in this in this form if you like uh, it 's much easier it 's much easier to target an audience than uh, and and combined with radio, it makes it makes perfect sense. And with
3: lower numbers, because if you've got 400 really targeted interested listeners that would all buy a product, you might need 4 million listeners on another podcast to get you know the percentage conversion for Correct, somebody absolutely. to turn around and actually buy. So it, it, numbers don't necessarily matter if you've got a really engaged audience.
0: Absolutely, I, I totally agree. Mm. Totally agree. Uh, is there any concern in radio folk that these numbers? The podcast audiences might start impacting on radio
1: audiences. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you choose uh, you choose to listen to a podcast for whatever reason. Uh, we know that podcasts get consumed a lot at home later in the evening. Uh, we equally know that podcasts get consumed um, in the car. If you if you flip it the other way, there are a lot of people that listen to Kate Simmermatty. Uh, nationally um, at 10 o'clock at night
3: because mm.
1: they didn't get to listen to it on during their drive home. That can only help a brand. Mm. Yeah, that can only help a show. They are a great so, show. So, they so are it makes a great show. sense.
2: When you adapt a radio segment for a podcast, is it, do you just pick out the segment, edit that out and make it as a podcast or do you do some extra work on top of that?
1: Yeah, so all of our podcasts what we do is we, we actually think them about them as a separate show so we will Um, Just because something happened as a breakfast show, for instance, something happened at 8 a.m. in the morning, uh, doesn't mean that that needs to be an hour and 20 minutes into the podcast. We now move that stuff forward. So radio listening, very lineal, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. The good stuff happens between 7.45 and 8.30. Podcasting, you grab that 7.35 to 8.40 and you put it up front. You can get rid of all of the fluff. There's no need to have competitions in there. Um, And we've got all of our shows now doing bespoke content for podcast. So they go, oh, we were talking about this show on the show early this morning. In the podcast today, we're going to do this, this, and this. So they actually give you a bit more content.
2: Nova has a lot of talent that are, that is well known. Do you ever feel like, all right, let's take them away and just get them to do a podcast? Like Hamish and Andy, for example, used to have just a dedicated podcast for a long time. So is there any temptation with doing that with your talent?
1: Yeah, well, we've, we're already doing it. Um, Sam Pang and Jonathan Brown out of out of Melbourne, the Melbourne show. Um, Brownie obviously played for the Brisbane Lions in that amazing grand final win in 2002 or 2003. They've just released a podcast It's six eps in, uh, which is essentially talking to every single player in that 2002 team. Really, <laughs> as Rachel was saying earlier, really specific. You mm. need to love the Brisbane Lions, mm. but there's, there's a fan base out there. So uh, that's a passion project for the boys. They're really interested in it. It's a really funny show, uh, an interview show with two radio people talking to ex- footballers, um, it's pretty special. And
3: that's the kind of show that somebody who would be listening to that is like, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for this all my life. It's like so niche, so you know, <laughs> it's so specific interest, but you go, the audience just gets on board so
0: quick. That's absolutely. Mm. Right. But even people like me, I wouldn't normally listen to that, but I'd be interested in that because it's sort of so weird in yeah. a way. You go, yep. Well, I'd like just to drill down on something I
1: don't know a lot about mm. and hear people talking about it. Mm. Right. Equally, we just released uh, two weeks ago, one of our hosts in Brisbane uh, has an addiction problem. So we released a podcast called uh, Addiction uh, which is Ash Bradnam's story of his 15 years of addiction he's two years sober now Um, but it's an amazing story from a radio broadcaster who happens to have a story about his life that's told in a real relatable way. Wow. Fascinating stuff.
0: Look, um, before we let you go back into the next session so just give us a plug again so it's Um, You can find all the Acast and the Nova podcasts.
1: You find any of the podcasts that we produce on any platform, and that's one of the misnomers. It's not... Uh, yes, we've signed a partnership. So we don't
0: have to go to ACAST no, you don't. to find a Go to podcast, iTunes, right.
1: go to Podcatcher, go to wherever you want, um, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts, if our podcasts are available, listen to them.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Now, as Rachel Corbett, you haven't been thrown off any platforms or anything? You're, no, you're, you're,
3: you're still... not yet. I'm trying. I'm pushing for it, now, James. Just
0: give us a little sell on your business. So you... You offer free stuff. Yes. And then you can also pay?
3: Yes. So I have an online pers- podcasting course if you want to get more sort of in the depths, but then I have a podcast uh, about podcasting called Pod School. I have some resources and stuff at my website, rachelcorbett.com. Uh, and then my sort of uh, bigger podcast is You've Got to Start Somewhere, which is a chat with media personalities about how they got into the business.
0: Usually ends up on Sydney Confidential uh, every one of those episodes, <laughs> <laughs> at least one or two of them. That's the quotes, it. That's so- what okay. happens
3: when you've got high-profile guests. They wouldn't write a story about me, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> okay, look, great. Uh, thanks for both of you, and um, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Thanks, Before
3: we go, again,
2: Media Week plug, mediaweek.com.au, and check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Media Week, AUS.J, and Rachel, thank you so much.
1: Pleasure. Thank you.